Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Minister John Richard, and this podcast is an account of this week's Bible study. I pray that it blesses and strengthens you in Jesus' name. If you are looking for more of the Word or are searching for the notes that were used in this week's lesson, please feel free to check the links in the description. Enjoy the Bible study and be blessed. Amen and amen. And I just want to say thank you, Lord, because God knows that when we as his people begin to to level up in, in this this hierarchy that he's created for us, when we begin to be elevated and get ready to go to, to new levels, new heights, uh, things sometimes start to get a little wonky. And this wonkiness, as as we'll say, can sometimes be used to you know, make us feel bad, make us feel down because it's like we were right there, but now it's like we're back to square one. But uh, we're going to talk about all this. So for tonight's Bible study, it's more of a, a testimonial powerhouse, I'll say. For the past, what, almost, almost three, two years? I, I don't even know anymore how long we, we've been here. I'm, I'm going to have to take a look at at all my previous Bible study documents to be sure, but between two and three years now, we've been here. We've been meeting every Friday night. We've been discussing so many different important just strategies, topics, overcoming methods, blessings, all of the above about how good God is. We even had a um we had a lesson, I believe sometime last year or maybe the year before, called Fly High and Testify. And I, will, I won't say that this is a, a follow-up to it, but more of just a variation. When we discussed Fly High and Testify, we were talking about the power of your testimony, telling other people, first and foremost, the testimony of who Jesus Christ is. Because without him, baby, we wouldn't be saved. We'd still be on the pathway to hell, just here, living life, smiling but dead inside, hurting at every single corner and just on the way to hell. Looking cute, as we say, but just on the way to go burn up. But now we who have accepted Christ Jesus and are trying to help other people see the literal light, too. Well, we want to share it. You know, we always talk about it. It's it's not something that God forces. It's not something that you got to pay for. It's a free gift. And once you get the gift, go share the gift. And so for this, this lesson or this testimonial powerhouse, I'll say, which I've, um, oh God, <laughs> I'll get to the name later. It's not important. The point is, is that when we testify of how good God is, when we testify about the praise that we've already given or the praise that's to be given, when we talk about how good he's been in our lives, despite all the, the setbacks, the, the, the pitfalls, everything else that seems to try to get in our way and stop us from shining, from growing, from elevating, from achieving these burning ambitions that God has placed inside of our, our soul that he, he helps give birth to. Because as we make ourselves available to God, as we continually push this gospel plow, whatever that may look like for our individual lives, when we just trust him, when we have faith, when we trust his timing, 
when we stop trying to do things our way and we start doing things God's way, when we stop expecting some outcome that we can control and instead just thank the Lord for whatever he's going to send our way, because we got to always remember. And again, my favorite per, my personal favorite Bible scripture that he knows the plans for us. They are for good and not for evil. He is very plain and straightforward right there. They're for good, not for evil. He wants to give us a hope and a future. He wants to prosper us. He has an expected end, just like how every storm, trial, tribulation, everything we go through has an expected end. So for this testimonial, and I left my office open because I told I told Granny beforehand, if I if I need you to come grab me, just come grab me because I'm I'm hot today. Let me share something with you guys. For the past few weeks, and the story is also going to jump back a little further too. For the past few weeks, I have been uh, applying for a few positions of of different things. And the other morning, the 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 person who I applied to was for a video editing position. It came back and said, "Hey, we saw your application. We want to get you in here." I'm like, "Cool." I go through with the interview. We talk about money. I say that I want to make a specified amount. They come back with like almost triple the amount I said I would be okay with making. Otherwise, it would be a disservice to my time. I send it in. It looks great. It looks good. I get an offer letter this morning. Excellent. I've been praising God since yesterday. Speechless. Don't know what to do except say thank you, Jesus. Today. <laughs> Here's the funny turn of events. It was so funny. I had to nap it off because as a human, I was a little upset, but we're not going to worry about my humanity. We're going to worry about how good God is right here. So the, this, this opportunity in question turned out to be some money laundering scam. And I'm like, oh man, here we go. But before any side of, of my humanity could, could, steep in and try to make me feel sad or depressed or feel low I could just hear the Holy Spirit saying but you trust me right I do I trust you Lord well then you know I got you let me tell y'all something a few months ago in a, a similar situation my my beloved brother who's who's with us right now had an opportunity to to make an insane amount of money with a client of his. Won't go into all the details. And I was excited for him. I'm ecstatic. I'm like, bro, this is great. This is you getting elevated. And in a similar turn of events, it just, it didn't really pan out. But if it's one thing I've learned in this Christian journey, and there are a few scriptures I'm going to share, it's that when these strange events happen, there is no reason for you to get depressed, bent out of shape, get put down, start to want to digress and go into this corner. Because what's happening? Let's look at the facts. Our enemy, our adversary, Satan, is fighting us at every step of the way, right? We know this. We've been studying all sorts of scriptures and topics for the past two to three years together. We're, we're not new to this. We're true to this. In these events, just like in the book of Daniel, chapter 10, Daniel had a vision. He was he was a he was a prophet for the king. 
And when he saw this vision, Gabriel, the messenger angel, had a word just for Daniel. But it took him 21 days to get there because the messenger angel got into a scuffle. So what happened? The, the archangel, Michael, the, the head war chief, had to come down and help his brother out so that Gabriel could deliver the message to Daniel. So what does that say for us, my dear brothers and sisters? When the enemy tries to deceive you with some form of falsehood, that's not for you to get bent out of shape. It's to show you that he is so deathly afraid of what God has for you, the elevation that's about to come for you, the blessings, the downpour, the not even the windows of heaven, as we love to say, but the whole gateway. Everything's just being blown open and it's on its way just for you. And when we, we see something that looks like it could be right, but it's not it, don't get bent out of shape. I was upset, understandably so, because this would have been a wonderful opportunity for me. But I'm not down and out about it because that says, oh, that means God has something even better than this. I know I could have used it right now. I know I wanted it right now. But in God's perfect timing, his kairos, when it needs to come exactly when we need it, it's going to be right there. And it's going to be better than that. And just like everything that we expect that pertains to God, when it's from him, we don't have to wonder if it's real, y'all. We don't have to wonder a second check, do background checks. We don't have to go search the internet and verify sources and everything else. We can just take it to the bank because when God delivers it to you, it is handcrafted just for you. A few years ago, and I've shared this with you guys before, I had applied to literally over about 400 jobs and not a single one, even ones I was overqualified for, got back to me. A church member of mine, this was back in 2019, said, hey, we're having a job fair for HISD. Come down to this school at this time and, you know, you can interview around with people. So I'm doing it. I interview with a few schools. I give them my resume. I'm, you know, talking to people. Nothing really panned out. Before I can even leave the school, some lady stopped me. Hey, have you interviewed with such and such yet? I said, no, ma'am. I go sit down. I go interview with these uh, two women who worked for HISD. They said, I don't know what it is about you, but it's something special. Take this, tell them I sent you, go interview with them. I go interview with these two guys. Once the interview is done, I'm sitting down. And the, the person who's in charge of the special edu education department came up to me, said that he personally wanted to hire me. That's God handcrafted right there. He made a job that didn't even exist just for me. And now it's a position that anyone can apply to now. But I was the first one to do it. That's God. In this same respect, even though I would have been happy with this offer that I got, even though it wasn't real, that's okay. Because that means that God, just like everything else he does for us, has something handcrafted. So when the enemy tries to play us, don't worry about that. Your father has you. Has he not had you the entire time since you've been saved? Has he not had you since before you got saved so you could get to the point of salvation? Has he not had you in this pandemic where things have only gotten crazier, but yet we're still here. We're still good. 
we're still fighting, praying, loving one another, edifying and building the body of Christ as we're told to out of love and admonition for the Lord. Do we not still gather on a Friday night, the, the party central of America, where you can go out and be wild and do whatever you want to do and live your best life? Or are we here talking about the goodness of the Lord? That's why we're still here, y'all, because we don't care about what this world wants. We care about what daddy wants, what Abba wants for us. And in doing so, well, you've been here with me. We're, we're mirrors. We reflect his light. And when that light refracts into another person, how did you get this way? Well, it wasn't me. It was all Jesus. So when it comes to, to scriptural stuff for us about our testimony, we look in Psalms chapter 22, verse 22. It says, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people, or I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise thee. Meaning when we gather, whether it's like this or wherever else, when we testify about how good God is, y'all, good news, testimony, when we hear about what God has done for another brother or sister, it ignites you, the believer. Because it's like, man, God did that for you. That's amazing. I know what you've been going through. I know what you've had to face to get here. That's why I, I despise when people say certain things like, oh, well, they've had an easy life. You don't know what other people have been through unless they tell you. And if you want to be like them, well, I'm sorry to tell you, that's that's not that's not your goal. That should not be your goal. You don't know what God has had to walk people through to get them to that point in their life. Instead, why don't you aim to be like Jesus, the one who made the example for us, the one who carved out the path for us to follow. And then he took it a step further and carved out a particular path just for you, your path, your goal, your purpose in life. Only God has made that path specifically for you to walk on. Whatever that path may be, I don't care if it's to open doors at a church or to make someone laugh once a day. Only you can do that. We're all members of one body called the Church of Christ, the brotherhood, the brethren, this family, the beloved. And our sole purpose is to help others join the cause. Don't go to hell. You don't need to. Jesus already paid the price. I don't know about these other false religions, but hey, you know, you get in them, you still got to pay something. I'm on a scholarship over here. I got a full ride. God has made sure that whenever we get straight with him, we're straight, period, because he's already done the reunification through himself when he was in a body just like yours and mine. And we have this faith in God that regardless of what good things may seem to come into our lives, even if they don't pan out, that there's always something better. The book of Hebrews chapter 11, that's the book of faith basically right there. That chapter, that's the chapter of faith. And it says that now faith is the assurance or the substance. It's the title deed confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen. It's the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. For by this kind of faith, you got to have a special kind of faith to believe in God, mustard seed faith, that even though it's so tiny as you grow in God inside of Christ Jesus, your faith expands and blows up 
until you go from having faith like the size of my ring right here into the faith of a, a whole semi truck. And with it, the, the, the elders, they gained a good report or they had divine approval for it's by faith that is with an inherent trust and enduring confidence. Key words here, ladies and gentlemen, and the power, wisdom and goodness of God. We understand that the words universe ages were framed and created the worlds, excuse me. They were formed, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose, just like we are, by the word of God. And who is the word? Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the embodiment of his own will. So that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. God created everything that there is by speech. In the beginning was God, Genesis chapter 1. And there was this formless void, and he said, let there be. He spoke the word and the word made it so. In John chapter one, it said in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning as God. And that there is nothing that was made except it was made through the word. And then we go to a context shift. He, we're not talking about this this entity, this construct, this abstract idea anymore. We're talking about a person. God created everything through the embodiment of his will, through the sonship that he would send down to die for you and for me, the only begotten son of himself, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And if you've been with me before, we've had a whole conversation about the Trinity. They're one person like you and me. God just wears different hats to fulfill different purposes. If you've got kids, you're a parent, you're a friend. If you've got brothers and sisters, you're a brother or a sister. You've got nieces and nephews, you're an auntie or an uncle. You go to work, you're an employee. You wear all these different hats, but you're one person. Same thing for God. One God, one name, just different hats to fulfill different purposes. And so it's with this. <clears throat> that we have this great faith inside of Jesus, that regardless of what's going on, we're straight. Like Granny shared it last week when I was talking about it. I believe it was from the book of First Corinthians that Paul straight up tells us, hey, if Jesus isn't real, well, we who call ourselves Christians are duped above all else, because unlike everything else out there, Jesus made a special claim that he wasn't just some prophet, wasn't just some promised Messiah, wasn't just a great teacher, but that he was, is, and will forever be God. And we know, as the Bible lets us know, and as we've tested it by seeing how good the Lord is, that Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore, and that he has so much more yet to be revealed to us because we can't even begin to comprehend his goodness, y'all. So testimony, I'm here to testify to let you know that in my short 25 going on 26 years of living here, I have seen God do some miraculous things. I've seen him pull some bunnies out of hats where there wasn't even a hat, but that bunny sure did appear. I've seen the God math, that favor, that unmerited, unrequited favor do some things that don't even make sense. I've seen when there was no money and then money appeared. I've seen people with no legs grow a leg in the middle of a church service. 
I've seen a lot of stuff in these short years. All glory, all power, all dominion, all majesty belongs to our father. And so with all of that, why would I be been out of shape over some offer I would have loved to have taken up, but was actually bogus? God got me. He's had me since I got myself together with him, thanks to his goodwill and placing people in my life to help guide me down the right path. The Bible says to train up a child in the way that they should go so that when they get old, they won't depart. Meaning, even though you might start swaying a little bit because that's what happens, you can't leave God. Why? Because he's your beginning and your end. You don't know nothing else, baby. If you have been born into Christ Jesus, well, guess what? The old life is gone. The new life has begun. You're a new creature. You don't know anything else. While your brain may still have the memories of the old things you did, your new man, the new driver in the car, which is your new spirit, the one that God took from the dead and made alive with the same power he used to raise Christ Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. You're good. You're new. You popping now. And with this, what are you worried about? I've seen God hold my grandparents through a lot of stuff. My grandfather is a contractor by trade. If he doesn't have some job lined up, well, then there's no no flow of cash. And I've seen where there hasn't been a flow whatsoever, but yet the quality of life didn't change. The quality of life didn't deter. Why? Because of the faith that the, the, the crazy faith, the, the kind of faith that, the, that Elisha had. He got the mantle from Elijah and said, Lord, let me see if it's real. Part this little water right here. And it parted the kind of faith that when his uh, when his little servant boy was tripping because there was a bunch of enemies against them, he said, Lord, let him see as I see. And then he saw a countless host of heavenly angels that far outnumbered the enemy. And he said, don't be afraid because those that are for us far outnumber those that are against us. And that far that that number that far outnumbers those against us, that's God himself alone, not to mention all the angels that work on his behalf for us. So testimony, y'all. We shouldn't care when certain things don't work out and when certain things do work out great. But what we should be focused on is this singular fact. God almighty loves you so much that not only did he die to pay your debt that you that you accrued but he also wants to give you a new life he didn't just bail you out but he wants to repurpose you not not use you as a tool in the sense of these cults and these other crazy things but he wants you to have a purpose one that you can be proud of, one that you can take delight in. How do you figure it out? Well, I was reading uh, one of my one of my Bible studies last night, not one that I wrote, but uh, one that I study. And in it, it said that it's too many of us that don't look inside of Christ for for ourselves but instead we try to find out who we are through jobs through people through money through wealth 
through any number of other things. And that's not where your identity is. Your identity, according to the book of Colossians, is wrapped up inside of who Christ Jesus is, your savior, your way maker, your friend, the one who sets you free, the one who guided you down the right path, the one who put you on the straight and narrow, the one who met you in the street called straight and took you everywhere else after that. The one who made everything out of simply speech. You know how amazing that is? The same God who did all of this not only wants to be your Lord, not only wants to be your Savior, not only wants to be your King, but he wants to be your friend. And as a friend, I don't know about all these other people, but I love my friends like they're family because they are family. And what do we want to do for family that we care about? We want to see them shine. We want to see them prosper. We want to see them do great things in life. And our sole purpose that we want to serve for them is to just help them get there. We don't want nothing in return. I may want a hug because I like hugs, but that's about it. And that's the same thing God wants for us. The testimony, telling other people how good our friend is so that he too can become their friend. That, that, that soothing balm in Gilead, the, the same God who brought an entire nation of people out of bondage, made a tornado out of fire. Yeah, I was talking to my grandmother about this yesterday. At this point in history, this is probably the most relaxed God has ever been, because back in the day, he was, he was really on his, his, his God of, of, of moving. You know what I mean? Not saying he's not moving now, but he blew up a city before they knew what explosions were. He made a tornado out of fire to smite people. He wrote on stone tablets out of lightning. He split a whole sea. I wouldn't know how to act if I saw that, except God, please spare me. I know I'm not perfect, but Lord help. But it's this testimony. It's the, the glorification of who God can and will be in our lives. It should be enough to, to just help you get over that little hump. I know we've been talking about being on the mountain. Well, let me tell you about the mountainside. If we weren't hanging on the mountain, y'all, if we weren't scaling it with God's divine assistance, we wouldn't be able to praise him for, for these, these shortcomings that happen. I'm grateful that this occurred because all that means, like I said earlier, is that God has something far greater than I could even imagine. Just because it, it seemed to, to, to smolder out like a candle wick when the flame goes away. That didn't discourage me. I'm like, cool. All you did, Satan, is put me in a fighting mood. You put me in the spiritual warfare. Now, you revealed your hand. You know, to say you've been doing this for a long time, you kind of slow, buddy. Thanks for letting me see exactly what I need to start swinging at in the spirit. Because now... What happens when we go into spiritual warfare? We've talked about prayer before a lot. We know exactly how to use those spiritual nukes that God has armed us with, and we know exactly where to aim them. Oh, you're trying to trick the people of God and give them false hope. Bet. God, in the name of Jesus, I declare and decree that nothing Satan tries to use to help pull a blindfold over us will work because even as the Bible says 
that Satan, if that big key word, if he could, would try to deceive the children of God. But he can't. Why? Because the truth, whose name is Jesus, has set us free. So y'all, let's be free. When things don't go the way we want them to, don't worry about it. It's not about what we want. It's about what God has for us. Because what I want may not be where God needs me to be. And if I'm not where God needs me to be, well, then people can't get helped. You don't know how important just saving one soul can be for the the greater good of humanity. Because you, you just don't know. So go with, go with God's flow. Don't go with the flow, but go with God's flow because the flow will get you in trouble. But God's flow will keep you exactly where you need to be. It may not always feel good. You may need to cry sometimes. You may need a hug. You may need to take a breather. You may need to walk it off. But go with God's flow. It may seem lonely at times, but never forget God has never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's never abandoned you. He never will. And you have a flock called family that he has built specifically for you. Not to mention the actual people he's hand placed in your life to be there for you, for whatever your shortcoming may be. Because as the book of Romans says, those of us who are strong ought to bear the infirmity of those who are weak. Meaning if you're suffering in an area, Lean on your brothers and sisters. Let us help you hold it up in Jesus name so that when God renews your strength, because he's your rock to lean on when you're weary. He's your water when you're thirsty, your food when you're hungry. He's that towel to wipe the sweat off. He's everything in between to get you back right. When you're ready to to rehandle it, we slowly let go. And then you realize I was never alone because God had me every step of the way. Whether it was him straight up and personal, whether it was him through one of us, your brothers and sisters, because he works through all of us, y'all. Whatever it may be. As as the Tri-City singer sang in their farewell song, encourage yourself. You got to preach to yourself as as I believe it was uh, Paul talking to Timothy. You got to you got to sometimes preach yourself out of a situation. You know the word if you love God. Remind yourself of his promises to you, promises to prosper you, to give you that hope in the future, to give you an expected end, promises that he's already overcome everything that you can go through in this life, promises of you to take heart because he came to give you joy and to make your joy more prevalent or to make it abound, that if you would abide in him, he'd abide in you. And we know what abiding is. Abiding is a proactive measure where you actively place faith in the Lord, where you actively do whatever task God has assigned you to do. And granted, I'm going to need you to come grab me now that God is just he's he's doing all these things and he loves you so much. So, again, testimony, y'all. Just give him praise. Some don't pan out. Don't worry about it. Let the praise stick because that's your praise in advance, as Marvin Sapp said. We praise him in advance to thank him for what our faith is telling us is on the way. Remember, it's a substance of things hoped for, not yet seen, but it's on the way. It may not be when you want it, but it'll be there right on time because we serve an on time God. So with that, Heavenly Father, we come before you in prayer just saying thank you, Lord. We thank you so much so that not only 
can we expect the blessings, but we can thank you in advance for the blessings, God, because we know that everything that you do for us, everything that you have set aside for us, it's not necessarily meant for after we pass on to the life to come, but that a lot of that stuff too also has purpose and an outpouring and an expected due date while we're here. God, I have seen too many people be blessed too many people overcome, too many people break free, too many people break through for us to not expect you to be able to do it for us as well, God. There have been a countless number of our brothers and sisters to walk this planet who have been just touched by your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your power, your extravagance, Lord. For us to think anything less of you, you don't fail. You don't miss. You don't make mistakes. All you do is show up, show out and give us another reason to just praise your name. But God, I also thank you that we can praise you in both the good and the bad. We praise you in the bad, knowing that the good is coming. We praise you in the good, knowing that you've just allowed us to be in this surplus. As Paul has said, as, as Paul said, Lord, that we've learned in this Christian journey how to be abound and abased, how to live both up and how to live low. And the answer all resides inside of you, Christ Jesus, for you're the holding power. You're the glue, the bonding agent. You're that bubble wrap that keeps us insulated. You're the box that makes sure that the contents on the inside can't move. You're the carrier. You make sure that it's hand delivered on time as expected. And then you're there with us to receive what was expected, God. So, Father, we just say thank you that no matter what it is we go through, we don't have to worry because you got us. And there is nothing more assuring than your parents say, I got you. I got this covered. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Because, Lord, you gave us something that this world can never give us. And that's peace of mind. And that's peace of heart. And whatever you give, the world surely can't take it away because it can't even begin to process what you're doing. So, Father, I thank you that the enemy is so slow to slip up and, and show us a, a, a little glimpse of what could be because it has it pales in comparison to what you've actually got for us, Father. And I thank you that when these things occur, that we don't get discouraged, that we don't try to, to, to fall in, into the traps or the, or, or the trippings, God, that we don't try to, to stoop down to his level and, and go get the bag in some nefarious way. But that instead, if we need something like the book of James tells us, all we have to do is ask you, Father, and that when we ask you, we'd receive it if the motives were right. That if the timing was right, that if it's done with the sole intent of just furthering the cause, God, that we can have our wants and needs. You yourself told us that if we would chase wholeheartedly after you, your kingdom, your righteousness, your statutes, your laws, your decrees wholeheartedly, then everything else would be added unto us. And God, I thank you for the addition that your addition, according to our standards, isn't even addition, but it's multiplication. Because when you sow into our lives, Father, it that God math just starts working and it doesn't make any sense to our little feeble minds. But I thank you that according to faith, it doesn't have to make sense to the senses, but instead that it accepts the divine in our lives because, Father, we are first and foremost spiritual. And we're just living out this natural life, waiting to come on back to you. 
But in the interim, we'll praise you in advance because you've given us the opportunity, the sheer pleasure and the joy to push this plow with you to help get others saved like we've gotten saved, Lord. And then after we get saved, we can share in this sanctification process together for the edifying, building up one another inside of your love, God. So thank you. We thank you for the testimony that you gave about the glory of the Father and how much he loves us and wants to save us and spare us from a very real penalty that we that we incrude ourselves. But Father, I also thank you that for any who would just believe in you, believe on the name of the Son of God, on the name of the one true God, that we would be given the right, the power to become your children. And God, that's something we can't even begin to say thank you enough for, but I'm sure glad we have an eternity to do so. So again, Father, if anyone is just listening to, to your voice right now, <clears throat> that they would be blessed, Lord, that they would be blessed above abundantly, above all that they could ever hope or ask for, because that's what your word says, that you would keep them according to your power and your majesty, and that all glory would go unto you, Father God who gives glory to, to your darling son and the son brings glory to you, Father, who works out all things in our lives according to those of us who have loved you and are called according to your purpose. Not just that, not just the mistakes, God, but that you work out everything, Lord, that we can live in your perfect will and not just the passive. And we can't say thank you enough, but Father, we sure will try. And so we thank you for all these things in advance as we give your name all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory which you so rightly deserve. It's these things we thank you for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey family, I pray the lesson has blessed you in some way, shape, form, or fashion today. Each week, we hold Bible study on Zoom, and it would be wonderful to share this experience with you. If something was said that resonated with you, and you aren't a part of the family, I would like to open the invitation to join. I pray that the Lord blesses you in all of your endeavors and that you chase after the prize, which is Jesus. See you next week, God willing, and be blessed.